for joining me for this week's episode. You're listening to Sandoval Bench Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Sandoval. Sorry, I've been, uh, I guess it was like a week and a half since I did my last episode. Um, work schedule is inconsistent, so I got to do it on my day off and then I have homework. So anyway, sorry for the excuses. But um, yeah, want to check in with the NBA playoffs, uh, kind of recap some of uh, round one, um, and then discuss uh, the current situation in round two. Um, but first, we could uh, we could talk about the uh, the Pelicans and Suns. You know, I got really excited about the Pelicans. Um, I'm excited, honestly, for their future. Uh, they have some foundational pieces that will you know help elevate them. I think you know once they get Zion to buy in, it was good that Zion you know didn't play. I think because he can see what what this team could do without him. Push the uh, the Pelicans or not the Pelicans the Suns to six games. And I was all in because of the Devin Booker injury. I thought that the the Pelicans were going to win. They were going to win that series. And I was just, I wanted to inject that into my veins. Um, I was ready for the upset. Uh, they, you know, they had three rookies. You know, they had some, a lot of young guys, kind of a rookie coach in, in Willie Green. And um, yeah, I was fully invested in it. Uh, didn't happen. They brought back uh, Devin Booker and they just dominated after that. But um but you know they it, it's good for the future, and once they get Zion to buy in, um, you know it's gonna. I think they'll be they could be contenders easily with that kind of with that roster that they have around them, and you know the youth that they have, and also the veteran presence with uh, with CJ and I guess you could call Brandon Ingram um, a veteran, you know, because I think he's like twenty six now, been in the league since he was eighteen, so I guess you know since he's, but he's still a child technically, but. Um, but yeah, so, so I think that's good for the, um, for the Pelicans and then let's see what other, what other playoff matchups we had the, uh, the Grizzlies and, uh, the, the Timberwolves and my issue with the Timberwolves is, you know, they had an opportunity to win that entire series, right? They could have won in six games. Uh, but then that one game where they blew two 20 point leads in the same game, in in the first half, like oh, let's blow a, a twenty six point lead. Second half, let's blow another twenty point lead, and then just like the attitude of Carl Anthony Towns, he just wasn't producing very well. But then, you know, in that last game, he you know finally showed up, was more aggressive. Uh, but then, you know, I don't know. I know it's Minnesota. They haven't been in the playoffs, you know, in a long time. Haven't won anything in a long time. But just the way that he exited the the court, you know, he was just crying and blowing kisses to the crowd. Like, dude, you guys lost the first round. Like, what are you doing? You know, I, but I guess that's the standard. You know, the, the bar is set low for Minnesota. But now, you know, now they should next year they should get to the second round. But um, you know, Anthony Edwards, uh, you know how much I like him. Um, they have to get rid of D'Angelo Russell. I think I just don't think that they work together quite well. You know, uh, D'Angelo will try to take over possessions or, you know, not pass as often or shoot early in the possession, which is not what you should do. And um, but I think they need to, you know, run the offense more through Anthony Edwards and uh, Carlton Towns, obviously. But they they seem to try to be taking turns with uh, D'Angelo Russell and then, you know, Anthony Edwards, because Edwards is still only 19. But, you know, I think he's, he's going to be the best player since um Carl Anthony Towns is more of uh, he's he kind of takes a a back seat here and there, um, but yeah, a good good uh, future there for the for the Timberwolves. Like I said before, is that I think um, 
I think the, the, the Timberwolves are, you know, last year's Grizzlies, basically, you know, they, they have some of that playoff experience and then next year, you know, maybe, I don't know, maybe they'll get a, a number two seed. Probably not. I'd probably have put them as like a, a five or six seed, but you know, they can dream. And then uh, 76ers almost blew it against the Raptors, but you know, they ended up pulling away and, and defeating them. And, uh, but you know, for the Raptors they're they're you know, they're missing a lot of guys and, uh, but defensively, they, they couldn't really stop Joel Embiid. Um, you know, the Sixers, we'll, we'll get into the Sixers, their their next playoff uh, matchup with uh, James Harden. Kind of the the up and down play with him, inconsistency, um, not as uh, not as aggressive as you like James Harden or as you would need James Harden to be if you're, if you're the 76ers and, and Joel Embiid. Chicago Bulls. I don't really want to talk about Chicago Bulls because they were they were completely overmatched, mostly because of injuries and then uh, Giannis. Like, who the hell is going to stop Giannis? So, you know, it was just not an exciting playoff series at all. There was no, I don't know. It just didn't seem competitive at all. And then another one was the Mavericks and the Jazz. You know, there was the one game where the Mavericks beat the Jazz one hundred two to seventy seven. Um, you know. Th- with the Boston Celtics, you know, they have continuity and that's kind of why that they always make the playoffs and kind of, you know, sometimes they go on deep runs that they just haven't got over that hump yet, but they seem to be improving now uh, defensively from where they're at. And, you know, after they changed uh, head coaches, but you know, who else has continuity is the Utah jazz and the Utah jazz, the beginning of this year, I think, honestly, I think I, I picked them as the number two seed in the West or something. Cause I, and I said, continuity uh you know they got the same guys back you know this team should be good and no they're not good they 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 had a, a rough stretch there and they lose to dallas who you know honestly you know without luca for some of those games they should beat dallas but you know there's some obvious uh locker room chemistry issues you know if you don't have chemistry you know like you don't you don't have anything right you could be talented in different facets of the game, but you know, if you guys don't work together, don't gel together, then that's it. Um, I still think Donovan Mitchell is angling his way out of Utah, and I think he wants to go to New York. Uh, but then there was a report that uh, what's his name, Rudy Gobert, he's gonna tell front office like, "Hey, it's either me or Donovan Mitchell," which is stupid. Who's gonna choose Rudy Gobert over Donovan Mitchell? Like, okay, Donovan Mitchell was. You know, it was a rookie year. He, he had a great year, and he was kind of, he, you know, launched himself into stardom. You know, but now he's kind of, he's kind of plateaued. I don't want to say regressed, but, you know, he hasn't, uh, he hasn't improved on, you know, his past seasons. You know, he'll, he'll still put up good numbers, but sometimes he just takes bad shots, and he has really bad possessions, and uh, it affects uh, his team in the playoffs, you know, where, you know, they're, they're trying to get out of shot clock and he's just shooting up a, a bad three. He's not a really consistent three point shooter either. Um, I don't think he elevates guys as, as well as he should. Um, but yeah, I'd still rather have Donovan Mitchell though. I don't know if Donovan Mitchell could be your, your number one, but you know, if you're the New York Knicks, for example, I think he's better than your current number one in uh, Julius Randle. I think I'd rather have Donovan Mitchell cause he's younger uh, seems to have a better attitude than uh, Julius Randle, who's smacking uh, tablets out of assistant coaches' hands and stuff like that. So I don't know. Yeah, if I'm Donovan Mitchell, if I'm the Knicks, yeah, you know, make that move. You know, that's a it's a classic New York Knicks move. You know, trading for someone who's not number one, thinks they're number one, 
but I don't know. Maybe that's what they need. But I, I don't know who in their right mind would choose uh, Rudy Gobert. I don't something, something about him just uh, just drives me crazy. I don't know what it what it is. He just like he's just such an irritating presence to me. Um, I hate I hate his interviews. I hate listening to his interviews. All his uh, I I hate even watching him play. I just I strongly dislike watching Rudy Gobert play. I just I don't get it. He gets he gets taken out on the three point lines trying to defend someone. He thinks he's defense player of the year, but you can't even you can't guard one through five. You can only guard, you know, you can only protect the rim, right? And then whenever someone a guard has a mountain three point line, they're like, okay, well this is gonna be easy. I'm just gonna do a step back three or fake like I'm gonna shoot three, and I'm just gonna drive to the basket and I'm gonna score on him. And every playoff every year in the playoffs, uh, Rudy Gobert gets played off the court. They have to take him out because he's a liability on defense as soon as he leaves the paint. So how could you be this $200 million center if you're a liability in the playoffs and they take you off the court? That just doesn't make sense to me. So if Rudy Gobert wants to play that game, he's probably going to get traded. Or, uh, But if I'm the Utah Jazz, I think I'd just blow it up. You know, I think I've had... I've had all my experience I've had with uh, with Donovan Mitchell, and you know I I don't think I want the Don Donovan Mitchell uh, game there. I don't want the Rudy Gobert stuff. Um, you know you have I mean you, the bench was weak. They lost Joe Ingles to a season-ending injury, but then they traded him, and then um, I guess Jordan Clarkson, but he wasn't getting as much play as he needed. Mike Conley, you know. A lot of people were saying that he was washed and that they wouldn't have brought him back, but he was good for them last year in the playoffs. And um, you know, he was when he was healthy, he was a consistent presence for him. But uh, yeah, his his talents he they got washed away very fast uh, this year. Just like uh, he just didn't have it, you know. And then they're relying on him more than they should at this stage in his career. So I think it was a lot of um, issues with roster construction. Um, maybe Quinn Snyder is just like, he's just tired of those guys, you know, because there's probably a lot more stuff, um, you know, behind closed doors, but, um, you know, the Lakers were interested in Quinn Snyder. I don't think he's going to take the job because, you know, the way that they, uh, handled the Frank Vogel, uh, situation, you know, just firing him through the media first. But, um, but yeah, I, th- I think the Jazz need to blow it up because the West is competitive. You know, you're not, obviously you're not going to compete with the, the Mavericks, you know, you just lost to them. The Suns, you know, as long as Chris Paul is there, you know, they're still going to be better than you. Golden State Warriors, you know, once once the Nuggets, who I'll, I'll get into the Nuggets here a little bit, once the Nuggets get um, Jokic uh, some help, you know, once the other guys get healthy, they're going to be better than Jazz. So, you know, the Jazz aren't even, you know, they're maybe, what, sixth, seventh best team if you think, like, roster-wise. So, it's like, you know, that if that's where you want to be, you know, making the playoffs every year but not, not going any further, then fine, but... I would I would personally blow it up. Um, and then as far as the uh, Denver Nuggets, this came out this morning. Nikola Jokic uh, won his second straight MVP, and uh, a lot of people are upset because of uh, they think Joel Embiid should have won it. Joel Embiid had a great year, okay, and I know he dealt with a lot of dysfunction uh, with the Ben Simmons situation, and then now uh, the James Harden situation. But uh, Jokic had. Yeah, Michael Porter Jr. out for most of the year. Um, let's see, Jamal Murray missed the entire year, and his the second leading scorer was was that Aaron Gordon with like 16 points a game, and they shouldn't have made the playoffs. They still made the playoffs. They were a six seed. I know I, I made the dumb mistake of saying, oh, 
uh, Warriors and Nuggets are going to be the best series. It's going to go seven games. Nope, not the case. Uh, Won five games, but uh, the way that he elevated those guys made him better. He played a lot better than last year. You know, and I know a lot of people are looking at analytics, but I'm just looking at he didn't have a lot of help in the West and still made the playoffs. Um, still had a great year. You know, he'd have he'd have games where he'd have 37 points, 18 rebounds, and like 10 assists. Like he's just he's just fun to watch. I just love him watch, watching him. But um, I didn't even have him be number two. I mean, for a while there, I had him number one and then number two, but then he kind of tailed off uh, towards the end of the season for me personally um, because I had. Jokic, and then I would have had uh, Giannis second because Giannis, he has the same numbers or better than when he won his MVP. And now if it feels like Giannis is just, it's so expected that he's going to have those same numbers that we don't give him the credit that he deserves because he's just going to keep putting up those same numbers every time and the Bucks are still going to be really good every year. So, you know, realistically, you could give Giannis the MVP every year, right? Um, but then for what Joel Embiid did this year, I, I mean, they were he was for they were like a six seed or something in the East, you know. And if you were in the West, you've been a little bit further back. So, I mean, I don't know. It, I think I just think it's more interesting that uh, there was three centers with three very different styles of play who were you know in the running for the MVP towards the end of the year. Uh, but yeah, I think Jokic definitely deserves it. Okay, so I don't. I, now I want to get this out of the way. I want to talk about the uh, the Grizzlies and the Warriors series. Uh, Dylan Brooks. I'll start off by saying I think he's a dirty player. I thought it before uh, before he tried to kill uh, Gary Payton the second. Um, you know, he went to the University of Oregon. Gary Payton went to Oregon State. So you know, I'm going to all those basketball games. Um, you know, living in Eugene and uh, Corvallis. Uh, Dylan Brooks was always just kind of just like that. He was just always trying to do extra stuff. Uh, always trying to get fired off, fired up off of nothing. Um, I think it was a dirty play because, and it was three minutes into the game. You do not need to to try to get that kind of block three minutes into the game, especially when you definitely weren't going to get it. You know, you were you're the way he swiped at the ball. His his hand was so far away from the ball because he came late into the play. And he was just trying to get physical, trying to set the tone in game two because they they sucked in game one. And then he lays him out. And then uh, Gary Payne the second, he he falls awkwardly, fractures his elbow, um, you know, which is unfortunate because GP2, you know, uh, we know I was watching Oregon State. He, he gave, he gave uh, the Beavers the first uh, postseason birth, the first March Madness birth since, you know, his dad played. For, for the university so it was amazing even though they lost in the first round that year but it, it was still amazing because he he helped change the um you know the program there for that year um and then he was he was on a couple g league rosters you know throughout his career because he's i think he's 28 29 he was a late bloomer but um you know it took him a while to get a, a guaranteed spot on a you know on a roster and, you know, he's, he's great defensively. You know, he struggles shooting sometimes, but, you know, he, he's really good, a uh, really good defender. And, you know, he could get into the paint. And his shot is getting better. He did hit, you know, a clutch shot in the first round. It was a, it was a clutch three-pointer uh, from a pass from uh, Draymond Green. But, um, you know, it, this is a big injury because, you know, he was the one that was guarding 
uh, John Morant. And uh, the reason is because Clay Thompson, you know, coming back from those, that two-year absence, you know, he, he's found his shot. He's found his, his play offensively. But, you know, my my first concerns when he came back were, you know, can he – how can he, um, you know, defend? Can he still have his lateral movement? Can he still, you know, be an all on-ball defender? I don't think he can guard the best guy the entire game for the other team, you know, at this point in his career, especially after those injuries. I think he can, you know, he can probably guard in spots, but for the Warriors defensively, I don't think he's, you know, he's definitely not the first option for that, or, you know, probably not the second, maybe the third, but you would have, you know, you'd have GP2 on John Moran, and then maybe, you know, Andrew Wiggins, or um, I guess if you, I think they should do um, Juan Toscano Anderson. I think he, they should have him guard him, but, um, but yeah, it, it was a, it was a cheap shot, especially three minutes in the game. And then, after that, you know, Draymond Green gets elbowed in the face. Who was that? Clark. Um, and then he starts bleeding. You know, the fans in Memphis, you know, start yelling at him. Start, he starts flipping them off. Um, but, yeah, it's just a physical game because uh, Memphis feels like, you know, that they have to muck it up. You know, they have to play really physical just to get anything done, um, you know, to be able to, to get that you know, leverage on the Warriors, but the Warriors, you know, people think that they're soft, but you know, that's a tough team. You know, they could play physical too, you know, and it starts with Draymond Green, uh, Clay, Clay Thompson in the spots, you know, and, and Steph Curry for all the criticism he's received as, you know, a poor defender, he's a good team defender and he's really improved the last couple of years. He's gotten, you know, he's worked out a little bit, got a little thicker there, but, um, yeah, he's, he's a better defender than in years past. So you can't just isolate him defensively and you know beat him every time because you know the way that they they switch everything defensively and then they help you know so they're always moving right but uh but yeah the grizzlies they feel like they have to you know be physical uh to beat the warriors so you know it gets a little dirty here and there um and then draymond green had that one that one foul he got ejected for when you know it kind of felt like a natural body reaction so when he pulled down the jersey and then I forget who it was, but then the guy fell, got ejected, and then but then the next game, Dylan Brooks lays out uh, GP two. So I'm like, okay, well, what do you what are we talking about here, right? Um, and then game three, um, you know, John Morant is dribbling the ball, they're trying to steal it. Jordan pulls, swiping at the ball, and then accidentally like grabs his knee. I saw it in slow motion though, so it didn't. I mean, well, when they slowed it down, it didn't look that bad or egregious. Like, hey, I'm trying to, I'm gonna rip your knee out. Like he just tugged at his knee, and then John Morant had to leave the game. I mean, he was injured, and now I, I don't think he's gonna play tonight. And then, yeah, the Warriors ended up smacking him. Like, what was it like 142, 107? And then John Morant, like, I just hated the way he handled this because Steve Kerr was saying, oh, you know, uh, Dylan Brooks broke the code. I thought that was a dirty play. And then after John Moran's like in the locker room, he tweets out the video of Jordan Poole tugging at his knee, and then he quotes Steve Kerr and says, "Broke the code." And then okay, I, I, that just bothered me on all kinds of levels. They did that, but then what bothered me even more is that he deleted it. Like, dude, if you're gonna say some shit, why are you gonna delete it? Just stand by your stupid words about what you said, and don't delete it. Right? The thing about Steph Curry. Is that, you know, when things bother him or whatever, like the Marcus Smart play, everyone was calling it dirty. And then they ask, 
Steph Curry, like, hey, do you think it was dirty? He's like, no, I don't think it was dirty. I think he was diving for the ball. I don't think he was trying to injure me. He may feel that he was trying to get injured or something or that it was a dirty play, but he was not going to say it to the media, right? Because he, he knows how to play the game. He knows how to make sure that, you know, he's not part of the drama or whatever or, you know, he's not going to get backlash. So John Morant, as a younger player, he has to learn that. You can't. You can't go to the locker room and tweet and quote Steve Kerr. You're taking a shot at the Warriors saying, oh, broke the code, and then delete it. Like, you just have to know how to balance it. He Obviously, he's not – Jordan pulls that out there trying to uh, trying to fucking injure you, right? Because then now, the series that that's supposed to be an amazing series, where you're talking about, you know, dirty plays and non-dirty plays and all these injuries because the Memphis Grizzlies are trying to muck it up, right? And we're not talking about the great basketball that we're, that we're seeing. Uh, John Morant had a good game. Uh, Jordan Poole has, you know, launched himself into stardom. He's he's so good, and I don't I don't know if the Warriors are gonna be able to keep him because um, I think he's under contract for next year too. But uh, you know he's gonna want that extension, and you know if talk stalls or or stall talks stall. There you go. If talk stall, um, you know that could cause some issues for for him potentially resigning. So, um, but yeah, I think in the summer they'll, they'll probably offer him a contract because him. Uh, and then Steph Curry and, and Clay Thompson, and Draymond Green, and then when they have Wiggins, I love that lineup because they can just they can shoot shoot your lights out. You know they can um, they can really score fast. But you know defensively they have some weak spots there. But uh, but yeah, the, it, this is a good series. Um, but then now with John Morant out, I do think the Warriors are still going to win six games. I had them winning in six games before. But the thing about the Grizzlies is that they're so deep. You know, um, they're 20 and five without John Morant, and I think that's why Jaw didn't uh, wasn't an MVP finalist because he missed a lot of time, and uh, they just kept winning without him. Um, but yeah, you know, it, it just it's a shame that you know this series we're just talking about you know these injuries, but um, but I guess it's it's part of the game when you play when you play Memphis. And then what is happening with uh, with Chris Paul? And the Phoenix Suns against the Dallas Mavericks. Dallas Mavericks tied the series two two. Um, it's I I thought I thought the the Suns were just gonna wipe the floor with them uh, just because you know Dallas they, they were kind of inconsistent. But Jalen Brunson has really turned into a number two. Uh, you know he's he's has a big body, so when he gets aggressive in the paint, like you can't really stop him because he's like he's built like a little truck, <laughs> like he's he's really thick. And then. Um, and so is Luca. Luca has had some issues defensively, but um, you know they adjusted as the team. You know Dallas. Uh, you know they. Jason Kidd has them as a you know better defensive team this year. Um, but the thing with the Suns is you know Chris Paul getting fouled out. I know some fans were they pushed his his wife and were yelling at his mom on Mother's Day. Just like so disrespectful. Uh, he got ejected from the game. Um, I think he had like six point, uh, five points and like six fouls. He's had two straight bad games, okay? And, you know, I don't... I hate when people call him the point guard because he, he's, he's a great point guard, uh, you know, a traditional point guard, gets other guys involved. But I'm sorry, man. You're in the playoffs. I just... Everyone's allowed to have a bad game. You can't have two bad games in a row. You just can't, right? And I'm not going to... I'm sorry. I'm just not going to call you a point guard when you play... 23 minutes a game, or 23 minutes this last game, five points, five rebounds, seven assists. Um, he only shot the ball four times, right? And um, I just I can't call you the point guard when you do that. He's he's the most important uh, 
player right now on this team. And I think they go as far as he takes him, even though Devin Booker is is better offensively and stuff. But uh, Chris Paul sets the tone, right? Um, but, you know, I think in his advanced age, because it was his birthday the other, the other day, so I think he's like 37 now. And, you know, I said this is a pass round, you know, when they're the, playing the Pelicans. He can't do it every game. You know, he has to be able to pace himself and, um, you know, just w- take whatever the defense gives him. You know, because he had the other game where he was 14 to 14 from the field, but then this one he's only shooting four times. So it's it's like a, a, a give and take there with Chris Paul. And, you know, we can't expect him, I guess, at this point in his career. I thought we could, but he's not going to have the best game every time, you know. Um, and everyone's kind of giving him a pass, but come on. Call him the point guard. He, he hasn't won any MVPs. Went to one, had one finals appearance, and they, they had a 2-0 lead, and then they lost 4-2. So, you know, it, it starts to add up. And if they don't win this year, or if they don't make it to the finals this year, then I feel like I feel like we rightfully so should start asking questions at this point. You know, I, I know his, his status is probably solidified, but, you know, I'd like, like to see him win a championship, you know. Because um, Devin Booker's back from injury, scored 35 points this past game. Um, you know, but Dallas, they found a way to, to, uh, play more balanced offensively. You're not a hundred percent relying on Luca anymore. Um, you know, there's other guys who can score. Finney Smith had a great game where he had 25 points. So I think this series has changed. And I think the Mavericks and Jason Kidd and that, that coaching staff, I think they found, they found a new recipe. They found this during the first round. They're like, you know, trying to figure out some things. And honestly, I think it was the injury to Luca. I think that was a blessing in disguise because they were able to see like, okay, who's going to step up? How are we going to be able to run this offense without Luca, right? And they really adjusted well without him. And they're like, okay, now let's bring him back in. Let's see how we adjust with him. And they found they found a, a recipe for success. And um, I still I still think the Suns are going to win, but I think this series could go seven. It's been kind of lopsided at times, but. Um, wouldn't be surprised if the Mavericks win. Uh, kind of shocking considering, you know, where they were in the beginning of the year. But, you know, that'll shape up to be a good uh, series. One series that I'm, I'm not really excited about is the 76ers and the Heat. It's just like, okay, it's not that exciting, you know. And this past episode, you know, I said, oh, James Harden had 22 points. It was good and stuff. But James Harden has been, you know, not as aggressive. Like, he'll shoot the ball 12 times. It's like, okay, dude. We need you to shoot the ball 20, 25 times. You and Embiid, I want both of you guys shooting combined 50 times a game, right? And, um, you know, he just wasn't doing that. He was passing a lot. You know, obviously, he's lost two steps. I'll, I'll still say it again. Even though he had 31 points this past game, he still lost a couple steps. Can't beat you off that first dribble. Um, doesn't get to the basket as aggressively. Um, but his three-point shooting this past game was really good. Um he was more aggressive, shot the ball more, outscored Joel Embiid. Um, but that's what they need. They need a balance. So if if James Harden is playing like that every game and Joel Embiid, you know, they're taking turns, they could win the East, right? But at this point in his career, I still can't rely on James Harden to do that every game. And he, he hasn't shown that he could do that every game. He's only done it one time, and they're already in the second round of, uh, of the playoffs, right? Um, so if, I mean, if you can get other guys involved, I guess, cause Danny green had a good game. I don't, he's always on these playoff rosters and he's starting and he's either hitting a bunch of threes or he's airballing threes. 
or a liability on defense. But um, but yeah, so now this series is tied 2-2. You know, Jimmy Butler, he's still playing like playoff Jimmy at 40 points. I don't think Duncan Robinson even played at all yesterday, which is weird. Um, but, you know, they, they have to be able to stop uh, James Harden, you know, because once, once they make, you know, defensively, once they make uh, the Sixers just be kind of like a one-man show with Joel Embiid, then, you know, th- they'll have to put more pressure on Harden, and Harden will, you know, he'll either crumble or he'll, you know, outshine them and, and you know, elevate the team and stuff. But Joel Embiid, he had a concussion. He has, like, a lacerated thumb or something or hit or a fractured thumb, something like that. But So he missed the last game. And then it comes back a few days later. So um, he's really, he's willing this team to, to, you know, make it to the next round. But I, yeah, I just don't think uh, they could do it consistently against this Miami Heat team. So I still have Miami winning probably six games, I guess. Um, and then today we'll have some games today. We have the uh, the Warriors and uh, Warriors in Memphis play today. And then the Bucks and the Celtics. Bucks and Celtics have been, it's been lopsided at times but um the bucks are leading 2-1 my my issue there is you know the celtics are good uh, team defensively you know they have uh, marcus smart defensive player of the year but um i just i don't think anyone could stop Giannis even without chris middleton chris middleton's not even in this series and they're still up 2-1 right now and still you know they have good role players there um, but you know, I think the Celtics need some, they need more help from Jalen Brown. Um, he's not, you know, I thought, I remember I said this playoffs, it's going to be, it's like, Oh, it's going to be Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown. They're going to be elevated. They're going to, you know, be, be on that, that tier one group of NBA stars. I think Jason Tatum's there already. Um, you know, after that first round performance against the Nets, uh, Jalen Brown, you know, he kind of comes and goes, you know, he's. Um, I think he could be better defensively. Offensively, he kind of disappears in moments, but um, I th- I still think he's he should be there with Jason Tatum. I think they're a good uh, they're a good duo. But I still have uh, the Bucks coming out of the East and the Warriors coming out of the West, and I'm sticking to it because they both look they both look really good. Um, you know, I was gonna talk about the NFL draft, but you know. I mean, it wasn't that good. It, like, nothing really happened. Uh, Kenny Pickett was the first quarterback taken at, was at 18, he fell all the way to Pittsburgh. Steelers, Malik Willis was another big name people were following. He dropped, you know, to, I think to day two to the uh, Titans. Uh, first overall pick was Aiden Hutchinson. He went number two to Detroit. Uh, number one was, uh, he was from Georgia by the Jacksonville Jaguars, but no one had him number one as, uh, on the board. But. Uh, no big trades happened or anything, you know, just, I don't know. Honestly, I just watched, uh, I watched the NBA playoffs and then, uh, I, f- I followed, um, I followed the draft after I was like, okay, so, you know, whatever. The 49ers didn't even have a first round pick. So it's like, okay, who cares? Uh, I do have to catch up on the TV shows. Barry is back. I think I'm on episode three, better call Saul. There was a major character death, which I was, I had expected from the first episode of that show. I was like, okay, this guy's probably going to die because he's not in, in Breaking Bad. Um, he was, you know, he was my favorite character. He was cool. Um, much like, uh, he was kind of like, um, uh, what's his name? Jesse Pinkman. But um, he didn't make it. They kind of switched um, the way he died. You know, it was, it was very similar in, in what they did. But um yeah good season so far it's the last season um so i'm excited about that um or excited to 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 watch this season but sad that it's ending 
Um, Ozark last season, part two of uh, the final season. I have not watched a single episode. It's been out for a week, so I've been I've been uh, ducking and dodging some spoilers there. But like I said, my life has been uh, busy work wise and stuff, so I um, I have not caught up on it. But I did watch the new John Bernthal show. Uh, it's called We Own This City. It was the, the creators of The Wire. You know, I love The Wire. So this is, you know, takes place in Baltimore again. Um, it's based off a book uh, about, um, you know, I think the special task force or, of weapons or something. And they're like, they're, you know, they're stealing guns and money and drugs from drug dealers in Baltimore. Uh, John Berthal plays a dirty cop in Baltimore. I think it's a it's a mini series. So there's only six episodes. I think the second episode is out now. I've only watched the first episode. That one was good. And John Berthal is just a fucker in it. But uh, but I like him a lot. I think he's a really good actor. And it's, um, you know, I, I, I don't want to compare it to The Wire. Because The Wire has, you know, five seasons. Gritty show. Um, this one seems kind of gritty so far. But, you know, mo- m- most of the focus is on the the police force there. Um, and then what else have I been wanting or need to watch? There's a, a lot of movies that I need to watch, too. Um, I still haven't seen the Batman, but you know, it, I have to schedule like th- it's a three hour movie. So I'm like, damn, I gotta, I gotta set aside some time. If I get off of work late, I'm like, okay, I know if I start this, I'm going to fall asleep right away. And it's a dark movie, like visually dark. That, that's a complaint. It's like, Oh, most of the complaints is like, Oh, I can't see anything. It's too dark. Um, but I really just want to see it because of, uh, cause of Zoe Kravitz, uh, me and her are working through some things. Um, you know, she doesn't know it yet, but we're. We're, we're working through some things there, but, uh, yeah, so I will, I need to catch up on stuff and then we'll, maybe I'll talk about, uh, some, some stuff I finally caught up wise on, uh, on TV. We'll, we'll discuss that next week and, you know, check back in with playoffs. I haven't talked about baseball yet. Cause you know, it's early there. There's some, some teams that went on hot starts, you know, like the giants and then they started losing and then, you know, the Dodgers too. Uh, Red Sox are just terrible. Um, so you know, I, I I like to wait until I'm a couple months in. You know, you get you get enough data and stuff. Say, okay, this is what this is what teams are gonna be good. This is what teams are gonna be bad. Um, so I haven't forgot about baseball. I will I will talk. I haven't gone to a game yet this year though. So um, I do need to go to a game now that I live in this or not in the city, but I live in Bay Area now. So now I should be able to to go to games easier. Because last year I went to I went to three games and that was the most i've gone to in one year in a long time um so yeah now that i live close by should be able to go you know to more than three but but we'll see so uh yeah thanks for listening um if you hate it that's cool just keep listening you could hate listen if you like it you could you can love listening whatever you can share it or you don't i don't care uh but yeah thanks for joining me and we'll i'll be back next next week you know, on my next day off next week, unless I got got some things going on, but uh, we shall see.